Hi, this is Allison Kearns, and you're listening to Call to Connect. This podcast is a platform for everyday people and their stories, a bridge to connect each other and to just share life. All of us working together brings out the best in one another. So, Kelly, welcome to Call to Connect. I am so excited to share you and your story with our friends and our audience today. And I'm very grateful to be able to share my, try to share my story. (laughs) We're trying. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a charm, right? And it's a very crazy story. It is a huge story of faith, and it still is. And that God has definitely taught me how much fun obedience is. It never sounds really fun and sexy and exciting, but actually obedience is where you have the most fun. It's the most exciting because if he can trust you with prompt obedience, then he knows that he can throw you to do crazy stuff. So, and that you'll, you'll follow him. Yes. Through it all. So we always like twist that and get that wrong. But I've definitely learned that and it's definitely a journey of faith that I'm learning to like the roller coaster, put my hands up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> so um, it's definitely yeah. never, yeah, it's never a, a dull moment. That's for sure. Yeah. So Kelly lives in Texas and she has three children, two daughters, a son, mm-hmm. and her and her husband own a fulfillment business. And then I'll let you take it from here for yeah. last year where all this Well, um, I am. I also own a. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The clothing, a clothing line. So I have a workout women's clothing line that I just launched, and the website has not been up very long. And I really actually don't have that many pieces on it. But God has really taught me, and He kept over and over again going, "I need you to use what's in your hands." So, um, because it is obviously a self funding. Uh, adventure. So, um, but it all began almost, almost a year ago that I was at, uh, the school of the uh, prophetic trainers in Vacaville, California. And, and I got a word from a particular lady. You get lots of words and I've had lots of words, but I've never had one this direct. So, and when it was given to me, I was, I had to have a repeat it because I wasn't feeling really good that day. And I had lost my voice and just I was ill, actually. Probably shouldn't have been at the conference, but <laughs> I just couldn't keep from not going. So um, <laughs> I had to have her repeat it. Mm-hmm. And I was just shocked at what she had said. So um, I guess the best way of describing it is I was in a really dark season with my marriage. And I came out of that. And I discovered prophecy in the process of that because I kind of needed something to distract me from marriage. You can only like focus in on marriage so much that it's like sometimes it's nice to have something you can control um, as far as like um, something that Mm -hmm. you can grow in and learn. So prophecy was it. And Mm -hmm. it had saved my marriage in a big way. Mm -hmm. And I got words to stand on in a very dark season. And so totally saved my marriage. And in a lot of words, it wasn't uh, just one. Mm-hmm. It was, and it had been 15, maybe even, actually maybe 20 years back and on. So, and throughout our marriage, we have always, always gotten that. So we're doing great in our marriage now. Everything's great. And, wow. But yeah, so very, very good. But in that process, I wanted my, 
number one goal I wanted was to be able to, um, cause God was really sweet and would be like, what do you want from me? But I learned in that season of darkness mm-hmm. that I had lost my ability to dream. So I couldn't really even answer the question. Mm-hmm. And then, so, and I do understand like when you're in survival mode, you lose your ability to dream. So God was asking me a question I really couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. And it hit me one day that, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I want anymore. <laughs> so, cause it was always like, you know, save my marriage, wow. spare my family, that kind of thing. And God would, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm already doing mm-hmm. that. That's already been set in motion. What I'm asking is, what do you want? So, and I would have people come up and it's like, hey, God really wants to give mm-hmm. me something, but he's like chomping at the bits. What do you want? So it was so sweet that he kind of like mm-hmm. went back in time, listened to, I mean, and I did, I said this in the very, one of the, one of the times before, you always have to be careful what you say because God does take record. So, and really, I totally yeah. forgot about um, saying this, but when the girl gave the prophecy about me starting the clothing line that would release impartation and words uh-huh. into women, I was like, that was even on my radar. I had not grown up dreaming of this. I did not carry sketchbooks around. I never saw my, I I can't write very well. And if you get one of my pieces with my handwritten note, you'll go, yeah, you really can't write that well. And I don't draw. I'm not an artist. You know, it's just, it's nothing like that. So I I just didn't understand how in the world God could be asking me to start a clothing line because I had no connections. None of that's the background. I know nothing about textile. I had no business sense that I was aware of, you know, and then I didn't have the money to launch it, you know? So it was, I just didn't even understand. And I was, that's basically what the lady had told me. Sorry if I'm rabbit trolling. I'm trying to make sure I'm not. And so it took me a while. No, Yeah. But God had shown me in that process that I have forgotten the ability to dream. So it was when she said that Mm -hmm. I had a flashback of when I had said, I know at least twice I used to compete in um, women that made mm-hmm. like off of Etsy. There was a lady that was over in um, Prague, uh, the Republic of Czechoslovakia. And like uh, and there was a lady in San Francisco and they would make clothes off of Etsy. And then they would send it to me. And if I would get my picture in it and let them use that picture and stuff like that, they would let me keep the the clothing, you know, as a, as a thank you. And I was like, oh, sure. I would always be happy to help other women mm-hmm. out in business and stuff like that. And but every time I would get their pieces, I would always sit there and think, I would say out loud, literally, <laughs> it would be so much fun to have your own like workout clothing line. And so it was, but I never took it seriously. It was just one of those things I said, I never dreamed about it. It wasn't, you know, I just didn't think I would ever be qualified. To me, it was like trying to qualify to play like a quarterback or, you know, be in the NFL. So to me, it was so off the radar that I was like, <laughs> I'm going to waste my time. Like, you know, wanting something obviously that God didn't design me to do. So when that occurred and she said that it hit me that I remembered me saying that out loud. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you actually took record and note of something I had said out loud. The funny thing about it is like during that time, I spoke that out, which God brought this to my attention too. I wasn't a very good person. When I was competing, I was not a very good person until I walked away from that lifestyle and stuff like that had Mm -hmm. fallen off the wagon. I was just, was not a good person. And God really showed me, it was really cool that he actually listened and took note 
of something I said when I was probably mm-hmm. the worst person I could have been or I had ever been. So, and it's just wow. really cool that he was so sweet to take it during those times that I didn't deserve any of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we never do, but especially then, but he took note of something I said out loud. So with that, like trying to come mm-hmm. back to when I got it, I was excited the first day. I was like, wow, I just can't believe this. You know, that, you know, and they compare the, the company to be, you know, to grow fairly large. And, and then, you know, I was like, okay. So, but you always have to kind of like, with obviously when you get that direct, any prophecy, but when you get a prophecy like that, you have to really make sure it's confirmed. <laughs> so I told God, you know, obviously I'm not going to do this until yeah. it's confirmed. He did over and over again. He confirmed it. But I was so terrified. I cried all the next day because of coming from a dark place in my marriage. Wow. I didn't have it in me to fail in front of my husband. So, and that's like a whole nother podcast within itself right there. <laughs> but, and I was mad at God for asking me to step into a position where I would be obedient because he knew I would. And it was the cost of me for me to fail in front of my husband. And that was humiliating to me and it broke my heart. So um, he gave me three months to think about it. Mm-hmm. He did tell me, you've got two years. I'm going to wait for you to do this for two years. And if you don't have to do this, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You know, it was that kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. I did learn through the process because I was like, I have nothing to give you. So he started giving me step by step because I'm like, where do you do? Like, I don't even know how to, you know, I went home and told my husband and he thought it was crazy, which I knew he would. But my husband's always been really good to mm-hmm. launch me because he's a risk taker too. And yeah. so um, he's always been mm-hmm. really precious about that. So he backed mm-hmm. me slowly but surely. It took three months wow. for me to share with anyone that I was even going to step out yeah. and do this. So, because, but there was one day I was driving and God really dropped into my heart. He was like, is, is my dream for you not big enough? And I was like, what? It's too big. And he goes, oh, well, because I don't understand. Are you ashamed to be in business with me? And I was like, mm. No, of course not. And he goes, then what's your problem in sharing this? He goes, do you not think that Mm. I'll I'll come through on my promise? And and then I found I got like this feel. He goes, you don't understand. Like I felt like he was saying, I've told angelic hosts, I'm excited about going into business with you, but are you, you know, ashamed of going into business with me? And at that point, I was like, I really had to repent. I was like, just don't understand why you picked me. I have nothing to offer you. And it was then yeah. God goes, you have two things to offer wow. me. I, go, I can't fight. I don't, you know, consider myself like someone that carries yeah. business and, you know, ability. I just, I can't, like, I can't, and my speech is not anything that's great. Like, I don't understand. And, you know, and he goes, you hear from me. And I go, you're right. That's my number one thing is I hear from you. And he goes, what's number two? And I was like, I obey you. And he goes, yep. Because that's all I need. Because you're perfect. That's all I ever wow. need you to do. And I was like, okay, wow, yeah. And so I told him I need him to walk step by step with me because I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so the mm-hmm. first thing um, he had me do <laughs> was like, I didn't know anyone that was in it. I mean, we own a fulfillment company, but most of our clients don't live in the area, and 
it, I guess there was that part too yeah. that it was like some girl in the warehouse. Like even though it was not some girl in the warehouse, it was my husband. I worked in our warehouse. I think I said that on the previous podcast. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I like, um, yeah, I was like, if, if I say something, y'all may have to be like, no, 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 you said it in the previous one. So I worked in our warehouse because it was during my dark season. It was where God took me and hid me and refined me for this calling. And when I talk about refining, I didn't feel like I had been refined for the calling, but now that I look back, I understand that I had. I had become, that's when I started pursuing prophecy because of just, I needed another focus besides issues in the marriage. I had to have another focus, saving grace, like I said. So I would listen to podcasts or sermons or anything I could get my hands on all day long while I was packing boxes along with our, our people. I loved it because no one talked to me. If I was having a bad day, I could have a bad day and just put my headphones on. And um, I grew in hearing God is basically what I did. I refined that in the three years I was back there. So I didn't understand that in that time, I was actually um, completely, and, and obviously um, I was refining my ability to obey as well, prompt obedience. So in that process of doing that, um, yeah. I was actually preparing myself for this calling without me realizing it. Yeah. So as I thought, I would need business stuff and all that. And, and wow, that's a good thing to get like business backing and stuff like that. But this business is anything but conventional. It's just the weirdest journey um, yes. I've ever been on. I don't have a business plan. Yeah. I think business plans are great. It's just my business plan is God tells me to do step one. If I don't do step one, then I don't get to go to step two. So, and I got stuck at step one for a long time Yeah, because he told me to do, uh, what is it? The vision boards, never done them before, but he wanted me to do the vision boards on different styles I wanted. I was like, okay. So it was like, (laughs) you know, my Pinterest board and I was making my vision boards on my Pinterest board and he kept going, nope. And I would get stuck. I don't have the money to launch this. He goes, I'm sorry. I asked you to do vision boards. You have money to go buy poster board. You have money to go buy your ink cartridges to print it off and glue sticks and scissors. You have what you need to do step one. So you don't need to worry about the finances for the later steps. And I was like, okay, sure enough, until I sat down, actually cut those pages, you know, pictures out and glued them on. He did not give me step two. So, I mean, it was that basic and it seems like it doesn't matter, but it was in that moment that he trained me. I mean, what I mean, you know, I mean what I say, so you need to do it. Like, you know, and that we'll move as fast as, as you're obedient to this. And it was actually my daughter who called me out. So, cause she was like, why are you sitting on this for three weeks? And it was like, Mm-hmm. That day, God had been going, so we're doing nothing here. You've been sitting on making these vision boards for three weeks. I asked you to do these vision boards. And then she called me out without me saying anything later that day. going, why haven't you done this? <laughs> so um, when that wow. occurred and God was like, I told you to do this. I'm waiting for you to do this until we can move on to the next. So once that was done, it was, I need you to name the company. So, and I was like, oh, why well, can't come mm. up with anything creative? <laughs> so I literally tried giving the naming rights yeah. to a friend that was an advertisement. 
I mean, I tried everything. And then God, mm-hmm. like, he goes, I told you to name the company. And I go, but I'm not good at any of that. And it was basically, it came down to, you need to understand something. I'll be bringing a lot of people along to help you in this journey that are far more qualified than you. Because, but this is yours wow. and my thing. This is your business. And if you don't take mm. the naming rights to it, mm. you will give it away to the very first person that outqualifies you. And I was like, oh, he goes, I'm not doing business with them in that way. I've got something else for them, you know, but for you, mm. this is yours. So I need you to do the naming rights so that you can call it into existence. And so, mm. wow, he made me, he naming it, or he made me name it. He did, um, Keaton did help me on naming it. And so we went from there mm-hmm. and then it's been like, as soon as one step's done, then he brings the next step and then the next step and the next step. And then before I know it, there's like five moving pieces. So, wow. um, but it's been, and then of course I like laugh because I'm like, okay, I'm just testing the waters, God. You know, I don't know this clothing line thing is going to work. I'm just going to test the waters. <laughs> and then he, tr- he's so tricky because I like, as soon as I do something and I like, he like accelerates me past the whole bit. And I'm like, whoa whoa, like, how did I get to this part? I'm like, what are you doing? Wow. So, um, and I'm almost like, it's a year anniversary here pretty soon. And since that mm-hmm. word has been, it's pretty much, is that a year? So of course I had no idea that it would look like what it looks like now. So it's been the craziest journey. And uh, the thing that really launched me a, a lot was of course, you know, I had gotten to this step now that I need to find manufacturers. And my husband, and I love Asia. We always have. And we knew that mm-hmm. Asia is territory that had been open to us. And um, I manufacture out of wow. China. But um, China mm-hmm. is my chosen people group. Asia is my chosen people group. So I stay within the spearmen. So I love people that manufacture out of America. I think it's amazing. Um, but I really think mm-hmm. the long-term goal is for us to do some, some textile companies and perhaps Bangladesh. So that keeps coming up on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and God keeps connecting me to, to odd, wow. odd situations that are like, comes back to Bangladesh. So I'm thinking that perhaps we shall own some textile companies long-term in Bangladesh. And I would love to take care of the women that would be working for me and to create, tell their story through the clothing as well. And, and mm-hmm. do something social media wise where people are connected to the people that are actually making the clothing. And I would love to be able to leave an inheritance for them and for their children, you know, mm-hmm. like the Bible talks about us leaving an inheritance for our children and our children's children. And I would like the, like it, or I'd like to be able to set up something where they now have that opportunity to do for their own children as well. So, cause it is a country wow. that's like a poverty level. So I would like to be able to pay, you know, pay them well. So, um, and set up mm-hmm. a community that teaches and supports teaching women entrepreneurship through this. So that they too can um, pass wow. down something through their, to their children as well. So I think we're tied in. I think there's some, places in Asia. I don't really know. God hasn't totally kept it clear. The one thing that did launch me pretty quickly is God, when I first originally got the word, God had told me, I need you to get ready. You're going to go to China. 
So I was like, okay, thinking five years, I'll go to China. I had no idea he meant no in five months, you'd be going to China. So um, wow. my husband, yeah, we found out about a fair that was in China when I needed my textile people online. So um, mm-hmm. we found out three weeks, <laughs> three weeks before the fair. So, and God had told me a week before that, that, and there was one thing that he really loved about me. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, I just felt so loved at that moment. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, you're adventurous. You're not flaky. When I actually do something, you just do it and you just go and you just jump and, and you don't look back. I mean, cause you know, I have you, you know, as crazy it is, you know, I have you. And you just think it's almost yeah. fun to be crazy like mm-hmm. that. And it's exciting. Well, like the very next mm. week, he's like, oh yeah, remember I told you, you need to get ready to go to China. You're going to China. And I was like, it's in three weeks. And he was like, uh-huh. Yeah. So it was kind of that. It's like, okay. So I, you know, I found out that we wow. need a visa. So really felt strongly that I needed to research on that. Yeah. So God is like with me every step because I'm too terrified to do anything without him it just terrifies me. So we did that. We, we got a visa within three weeks. We got the invitation mm-hmm. that we needed to, to go to the fair. My husband's a very good man because, uh, and that was very healing for me too, that God showed me at that moment in time that there's not many husbands because especially it was back, it was right before the coronavirus thing hit. We got home like November 4th. It was really cool. Wow. Like, do you see how perfectly wired your husband is for you? Because what other man would like mm. just jump in and buy a ticket for both of you guys to go to China when he doesn't really even buy into the dream? Mm. So prophecy has always been kind of a scary mm. thing for him. So here I come home telling him, hey, I got this prophetic word. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And then it's that. And like, I had never dreamed of doing it myself. So then that really looks like someone else is thinking for mm-hmm. me, you know? So, um, it was just the yeah. whole thing has been insane that I have clothes coming in. And the coolest thing is that there was such an award for God and um, from God, I'm sorry, that he gave Jason for taking me. So mm-hmm. we went, he was amazing. We went and saw these textile fairs and, um, we're, my husband's actually now using those connections to uh, sell mm. masks during all of this, because that's actually helped um, the selling of the masks has helped the funding of the company as well. So there's just so many like, crazy, wow. like twists and turns that God has just really shown himself to be there over and over and over again. I mean, even opportunities like getting to do this podcast with you has been amazing. So that's just, you know, it's, you're so sweet. And just like, he told me to open up, go ahead and do the, my, uh, my website, even though I only have hardly any clothes to put on it, but that scripture of like, use what's in your hands. Mm -hmm. You need to use what's in your hands, especially since I'm Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, refund it, you know, and that will be the other day I was walking the dog and I know I need to start, you know, working on my fall inventory. 
And I was like, I don't want to overextend myself because I have my main course of leggings coming in in July. I wish it was faster, but these people are amazing. And it, they have mm-hmm. to make the fabric and dye the fabric. And I'm all about like, you know, that good compression fabric and stuff. And so I'm willing to wait. So um, yeah. and I'm walking the dog and I'm like, I don't want to overextend myself. I want to be a good steward father. But I need to start looking at, because my company takes so long, that particular company, I have a couple of, or three companies, to um, make the material mm-hmm. and the leggings and the pieces. I'm just saying, I need to start funding, you know, my fall. It's like starting to put that out there. And <laughs> I get home mm-hmm. later that night, or later that afternoon, my dad calls and he's like, hey. There's a guy, like, I had a, I have a red truck that I, I was selling and that was going to be my funding of, of my company. Cause that would have given my husband, like got me 30,000 and then that would have given me 24,000 more yeah. for inventory and legal fees. Wow. You got to do legal zoom and, you know, coin phrase or not, that wouldn't be a coin, coin phrase, but you know what I mean? Make everything like legal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, obviously pay the government for setting up your company. And there's just a lot of things that have to take place. And there's a lot of initial uh, costs and, and all that. But, and my, this guy came and bought my truck. So later that day, I go over to my dad's to give him, you know, the title to my truck. And we were able to get the price that we wanted. And I walk in and sitting on the coffee table is 23000 it was twenty three thousand dollars and six hundred or twenty three thousand, a little over twenty three thousand. And I like looked down, yeah. And then I remember that conversation where God was like, "You said you needed money for fall here," and it was like, <laughs> I was like, "Do I just walk into the bank with that?" That <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like wadded up like this. <laughs> yeah. Here, can I like put this in my car? I'm like, I'm waiting for like the, the cops to show up and go, yeah. what are you doing? Like, like, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was like, can I roll it at first? <laughs> but it was just really cool. Like yes. God's every yes. step of the way. But like he gives me just enough cash to get through like that next level. And then the next level, he'll give me exactly what I need. Yeah. But it's been the craziest journey. And I've just been laughing at the, it's just been nuts. So I don't know if you have any yeah. questions. So Wow. That's amazing. So you just started making steps in obedience because you mm-hmm. knew as your father, as a child of the, the, our heavenly, good, kind, heavenly father, that is, that is your that's your superpower, hearing and obeying. And so you went with what you had instead of just saying, I'm not this and I'm not that. This is what I am. And so I can do. Yeah. And I love absolutely. that because every single person who talking. will hear this that is related to Kelly's story that think, oh, wow, I had that same moment. I had that same opportunity. I have that same dream and I haven't done anything yet. And this is going to encourage you and like accelerate you to do that thing. So yeah, let's hear your, your memory. Yeah, no, and it's really sweet. Cause I mean, the one thing I have learned too, is that you get words or you get that, that thought of God gives you a glimpse. He's never going to give you details. 
Never, ever, ever, because that's your faith journey. He's not going to give you details of this, is how you're going to do it, mm-hmm. because that's how you have to stick so close to him so that, and then he'll give you details as you go along the way, but he does care about details. Here I am going into this, and I'll never forget showing yeah. up in Hong Kong, and we're about to get on that, the bullet train to go into, his Wangju. I probably said that totally wrong, <laughs> but but we're about to go into Wangju. Yeah, and, I've been there. Yeah, okay. Yes, lovely uh-huh. one too. But um, so we're about to go in there and there are people that are <laughs> from Europe. And obviously, I don't know if they're from Paris, France. I don't know. But obviously they are, you can tell, you know, you, you can tell those people that are in fashion, right? You can totally tell. And I'm standing behind them and I'm like, that feeling of, I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm doing. What am I going to do? You know, but God's so mm-hmm. sweet because before we went, we had a client that, you know, we told him, we're like, hey, remember that fair thing you told us about like five years ago? And he was like, mm, can't be fair. And we were like, yeah. And he was like, uh-huh, because you're going there. And we're like, yes, <laughs> because that's like drinking out of a fire faucet or like a fire hose when you're trying to get a drink out of a, wow. a garden hose. Yeah. Do you even understand that? He goes, I need you. You and your husband here at my office this time tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Wow. So we go, he sits us down. He has a map pulled up on his computer. He goes, you see this area right here? This is how good God is because he knew I was so like, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, but I was, I was going to be obedient, you know? And if I fell, I fell, you know, but it's like, I'm going to yeah. be obedient. So, but he was like, I want you to look at this map. He goes, you see all these places? This is the, the hotels you need to stay in. All right? He goes, don't you dare get into a taxi. It'll destroy your... So he like went through... We did get into some taxis and they did not destroy our trip because <laughs> God was really sweet. But he goes, you need to stay in these hotels. He's pointing at them because these are the ones that have the um, buses that go to this particular fair. And when you're coming back, you can grab, you know, train A and this and this, and it connects to this and eat only here and eat only there. So like God literally goes, just follow this, just follow this. And then before we leave, he actually hands me out and wow. I can see this. So this is, was my saving grace. Mm-hmm. Because I kept telling God, I go, I don't know what to ask these people there. I mean, the fact, if I can find anyone that's going to give me a, like a no, like what I found out was called an MOQ is your, um, so like better, yeah. they're not going to blow me off. And then they're willing to work with the fact that I just want a hundred of those, you know, because I mean, that's not 5,000, but I was able to find people that were very much willing to like, we will help you. So I come and I bring my, this is my, my notebook that I have. It's so sad. And I know I'm going to laugh at this one day because I literally printed this off on like my computer with like barely any ink. (laughs) And then in it is like, I just have pictures like cut out and glued from, you know, from Pinterest, <laughs> you know, I like, I'm going to keep it because it makes me laugh. I mean, cause I know if God, I mean, you have to understand, I know, yeah. I knew nothing and it's amazing how much I've learned. But so I would yeah. go in with this sheet that he gave me. He goes, you need to just take this sheet, just take the sheet and ask the questions on the sheet. It's what the guy kept telling me. He goes, just ask the questions on the sheet and you'll be fine. And I go, okay. So every morning I would get freaked out and I would be like having to talk myself off like about to die and I would go in and I would pull my book out and I'd be like starting to write and they'd be staring at me and I'd be like oh gosh 
what is your shipping port that you go into? It's like all these questions I didn't know, you know, like what is your turnaround time? Yeah. I mean, they seem obvious now. Didn't understand what MOQ was. Yeah. We like still laughed at that because I kept, I would panic and I'd be like, hey, babe, what is that? He's like, MOQ, just look at your list. <laughs> just look at your questions. But this was like my saving grace. And how sweet. And then you would just like staple right here, their, um, their card. Yeah. Cause you have, I think there's like 50,000 textile things that were available to, to go to wow. something ridiculous. So, um, but it just, how yeah. sweet that God just, I think he was so like smiling down on me. The fact that he's like, cause they, I noticed they would kind of be looking at my, my book and they're like, Oh, okay. You know, just like that. I like, I really thought they were going to laugh me, you know, out of the booth with the, you know, my book, because it was just like, it looked like a child, you know, cut it out and use the glue stick. <laughs> but you know, that's what I yeah. had. That's yeah. the only knowledge I had. And that's what yeah. I used. And God blessed that, you know, and it's, it's been a journey. Yeah, It's been a very, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not fancy. I don't have these the skills. I mean, my, my major was special education. <laughs> I don't have these skills. It's not like I know a thing yeah. about fashion. I mean, I've always liked clothing. I think it's great. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but again, the main part of this too is that I think I've shared it in the other attempts on the podcast <laughs> was to write um, words <laughs> over women with each. And I should have grabbed mm-hmm. one of my cards. So um, each or not each um, package. I send out with um, a word I pray over mm-hmm. and I'll write those to the women and mm-hmm. I put them in the package. Cause that's my big deal is I, when God would ask, what do you want? And I couldn't answer that at that time because I didn't know how to dream. All I could tell God is like, I want to be able to give women mm-hmm. words to stand on in the dark because they have to have something to stand on. Those mm-hmm. are the only thing that got me through day after day after day is, is like those promises. Wow. Cause I would always tell God, yeah. You promise this and you can't go back on your promises. So I am holding you to this and I Amen. will not back down. And that I didn't yeah. realize that actually strengthened me to to do spiritual warfare and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to give women words to stand on. So that was my whole thing. I did not know that yeah. I was going to use the clothing as a vehicle to do so. So really the clothing's fun. I have a, a, a lot of fun with it and I think it's fun. But um it's the words. Those are what I love writing, you know, and those are what I get excited about. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to start hearing when you're, and you maybe already have some, but when testimonials start coming in from these ladies who are getting oh, these items of clothes, these words that are speaking. So excited. Yeah. Life and destiny. Well, and identity. And calling identity. and connection and... I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. It's just fun. I love your story. I'm so glad that we get to be a part of it at the beginning. Um, I mean, you're a year in, so it probably doesn't feel very beginning, but. Oh, it's very, yeah. I think it's pretty <laughs> being launched. I know. It's insane. I, you've been a huge yeah. part of um, Help Launch Me, and I can't thank you enough. So I'm just, I really can't. It's just amazing Aww. to me. 
like um, God's so sweet because it was a woman that tried to destroy me, but it's been women that have rebuilt me and launched me. And it's just, it's incredible just how God used women to restore and launch. And it's just, it's just restored. I've always, yeah, I've never hated anyone. So I've always loved women, you know, but it's been so cool to see then like I was just shocked when I started yeah. telling people are like what what you actually believe in me <laughs> I was like I was just that like so shocked yeah. but now yeah, it's like and I will say that too when you start walking in obedience your self-confidence starts raising so yeah you don't have any self-confidence at first but if yeah. God's just telling you there's so many times he's like I don't need you to look at you know step five over here I just asked you to do step one. Do step one and don't worry mm-hmm. about the rest. Because I just needed yeah. redirecting yeah. in that. And then I would look up and be like, I might step three or four and like, whoa, how did I get here? Well, it's just one step at a time. But we make it so hard. Mm-hmm. We always make it way too hard yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then don't do. overthink. Yeah, because it's a fear thing. Or right. Yes. Yeah. And I don't allow myself because people are like, Oh, so do you think? I'm like, no, I don't allow when I'm asked to do it, I do it immediately because if I start allowing my head in, then I'll sabotage it. Mm. Mm. So, wow. don't ever overthink. So, you just go with it. When we were talking on the first um, chat we had, or one, the second one, maybe, I was thinking how there's so many people who are waiting on our obedience for them to be able to step into their destiny and their identity and their calling and their passion and their healing. And that is what you're modeling. Yeah. Well, and you realize too, there's a lot of people that are connected to your destiny because God kept saying, you need to understand something. If you don't do business well, and what I mean by business well, like being diligent about getting the right price, you know, and, and not being too sweet, but actually being up there and like negotiating the correct price and being vocal and all of that. He goes, you understand if you don't buy well, if you don't do well, or if you just sit on something and don't do it because you're too afraid, there's a whole lot of women over there that you don't get to affect that are waiting for you to step out because this is not about Mm -hmm. you. It's about them and them getting their words. So I need you to step out. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Preach it, my friend. So, well, I mean, that's <laughs> it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's been fun. I mean, it's really, it's been, it's an interesting journey. So. Yeah, it is. The faith walk. It's never, yeah. this is something that I heard recently. It's never about the the thing that we think mm-hmm. it is or the money. It's about something more when we're being called mm-hmm to um go to a deeper higher that next level of um who we are in Christ and knowing that and like upgrade kind of you know yeah yeah but it's okay to be terrified in doing it because faith lies in actions not you know your feelings because god knows I still am like yeah I get so freaked out like I'm just like when I if I look too far ahead then I'll, I'll freak out. And so I just try to stay within the moment and just do what I have to do yeah. today. Yeah. Yes. And just enjoy that moment. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Know that God lines the rest of it up. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. And yeah. I'm excited Thank to see you your me. next round of close. Thank you for being patient <laughs> with all the technical difficulty, difficulties. Oh, so. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. yeah, it's just pointing to what we already know, that your story is has to be out here. And so there's going to be a little pushback. But, you know, we're all, we're the victors, so. Oh, I'm not worried about it. So, because I know um, it all comes together. Yeah. So it's all good. But it's been a pleasure. Yeah. I wish you best like on everything as well. So yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Um, but yeah. yeah and then my main and make sure, part of like, do be I? Be sure to reach out to Kelly. Oh, yeah. And my main, my Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, in July. So the leggings are coming in July. But I have some sports bras that will be in in the next two weeks. And what I have on there now is really cute and stuff like that. So yeah. So you've got some tops and... I have so, one sport. Is it, but is it transformation butterfly? Yeah, it is. So yeah. And I felt like God had, there's already like a really cute hot, hot pink and orange line that's I'm in the process of working on. And that has fearless because God will give me, or the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. will give me like a vision of what, um, of something that's really cool. And then I'll like start trying to put it together. And then God mm-hmm. will send me the person that goes to the piece. So, um, Fearless will be on there and it'll be dedicated wow. to a lady named Sandy. And then on her, she'll have like a little blog about um, breast cancer and things she went through. So that'll, and I may, I don't know, I hate holding on to things, but some things may be launched around October too, as far as that's concerned. But the transformation is um, a word and encouragement that's passed on through a good friend of mine, Desiree um, Gonzalez. So it's, she has like a little quote on there by her little pieces, some of her pieces and her picture. And because I just wanted women to encourage each other. We need to start speaking life over each other. It's stupid that we don't. So, because we carry breakthrough for each other. Yes. But people, when you're dealing with women are so bad about being insecure, which is sad. But when you know your place and you know what God has you in, you should never be secure, you know, insecure because that's what God's designed you to do. We should be launching each other. So I'm just, yeah. So yeah. I was really excited that, uh, but that transformation bra is um, from like uh, just a, a word from her that I wanted to pass along to women. So some of the pieces are from me. Some mm-hmm. of them are from, you know, from other people like that. So mm-hmm. we'll have to do one for you. I love it. Soon. Yeah, we, we should be our biggest. <laughs> oh, well. That would be crazy. <laughs> Don't be surprised. So, yeah. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. My and I'm excited to, I'm excited to have like part two, maybe six months or a year from yeah, now. It would be a pleasure. I would love that. So, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, friends, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Okay, bye.